Okay, we are on Sefer Malachim Beis, Peret Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, by Yifshar Moab Yisrael. And at the risk of sounding repetitive, I would once again emphasize that the divisions, the traditional divisions, let's say Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Beis, and Malachim Aleph and Malachim Beis, and even Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Divrei Hayamim Beis, are totally arbitrary, even capricious, have nothing to do with the sequence or subject matter continuity, but rather it was done not by Chazal, not by Arabanim, not by the Sanhedrin, but by paradoxically Christian theologians did the settings of the prokim, the divisions, etc., and it has been staying with us for centuries. So now there's a perfect example of this in Malachim Bey's Pasachalab. You will remember that Eliyahu pronounced a terrible curse on Ahab after his killing of Nabot, and he said that you will die, and your whole progeny will die, and the Malchus of Ahab in the Malchus Yisrael will end. Ahab does shuvo, which by the majority consensus of Mephoshim is sincere. Kaddish Baruch Hu accepts it, postpones Ahab's death, we see for three years in the last parak, and prevents him or agrees that he will not have to live to see his children when, lose the throne and be killed. When Ahab did shuvo, does that mean that all of the... Um, the uh, idols that he had set up, or his wife had set up, does that mean they were taken down and destroyed? No, so, no. So if he's the king, right, and he's the one who set in motion, or at least, you know, approved of idol worship, right, and he does tshuva, but that still exists, what kind of tshuva did he really do? But that's exactly what it's meant to show, how the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is so impressive because he does tshuva, he humbles himself. They don't even use the word tshuva, he's a hachniyatzmo. He, he does that, and the Kaddish Baruch who just waits for tshuva. That's the point it's trying to make, that no matter who you are, you'll accept tshuva. Yes, he doesn't really change his masim, as far as we understand, but the Kaddish Baruch who accepts it, extends his life, and... Um, forecloses the possibility that he will have to witness his sons uh, dying and the monarchy ended. But now, Pasuk Awad Malachim Beis, it continues, time has come for payback. That Moab rebels against Israel after the death of Ahav. It's a key phrase because Ahav is dead now. Now comes the part about his sons and his dynasty. And Moab, of course, was a really at that time a vassal state of B'nai Israel. They paid taxes, they paid tribute to them. And now, immediately after the death of Ahav, they suddenly stop and rebel. And the mushal is obvious, as you have rebelled against the Kaddish Baruch the house of Acha, now you will be rebelled against 
by your neighbors, as we're going to see, and even within. We are not going to see anything today on the follow-up to Moab. What do they do? How do they rebel? That is going to wait till Perak Gimel. But anyway, it's set in motion. The fall of the house of Achav is imminent. So Vayipol Achazyahu Ba'ad Hashvacha, and we don't waste a second, Achazyah, the son of Achav, who, by the way, the Rabbah says he reigned for two years, was worse than Achav. He was even exceeded Achav's uh, evilness and his fascination with Avodah Zorah, as we're going to see. So Achazyah falls Ba'ad Hashvacha Ba'aliyosa. Shvacha, by most interpretations, is the lattice work on the roof of his palace. There are spaces in him filled with uh, uh, flowers and with leaves. He falls through it. Rashi has an alternative uh, interpretation from old French that Shvacha is a spiral staircase. He fell down the staircase, Asher B'Shomron, and in Shomron. And it, it shows just how far he's fallen. They, they don't even describe it in Israel, wherever it is that he's the king of Israel. He falls in Shomron, that just his capital city. By Yachal, he takes sick. By Yishlach Malachim, he's obviously injured. And he sends messengers. By Yomer Aleyhem Lechu, Dirshu Beval Zvuv, Elokei Echron, Akron Im Echye Mecholizeh. Now, go, send messages to the god Balzvod, who is the god of Ekron. Ekron is in the Philistine territory. If I will live, or will I will survive this illness. So, so the Achazi, how is he, like I asked you yesterday, how is he even a Jew? His mother... I assume his mother was Isabel. Yeah, yeah, that's the assumption. Right? And she clearly wasn't a Jew. Right. And she didn't convert. As far as we know. Well, so she, yes. if she did convert, she didn't do it sincerely because she continued. So, how, how you know, and um, so why would you expect him, what's, what's if for a non-Jew to do a Vodazara, I mean, what, how, how do we... You know, there should be an area of permissibility. Not a permissibility necessarily, but you're, you're imposing a standard on him. No, your, your thesis is right. Afa uh, Izebel was non-Jewish pagan, and yet he's the son of Izebel. And yet, he plays true to form. You can't expect any better. So what he does is he sends to Ekron, uh, and let's just talk for a second, who is this um, God called Beval Zvuv? Elohim Baal Zvud means it's a, it's an offshoot of the Baal, but Zvud is a fly. This was a fly, and Medrash has a, an interesting Medrash that Shlomo, when he married Basparo, she wanted him to contribute something to Avodah Zorah, and he practically contemptuously says, "Here, this fly on my lapel, on my garment, take it," and she does, and creates from it. A new Avodazara. And the Zvuv was what it means, the fly. It was the size of a fly. It fit neatly into one's garment, and out of it came a whole new religion. And he wants to consult with Achaz Yahu. 
So now, Malach Hashem Diber Now, Elio is once again called out from his magnificent isolation on a mountaintop into service. So Elio Tishbi is brought out of retirement and told, Kum Alei Lekras Malachi Melech Shemron. Intercept those messengers that Achazyahu Melech Shemron is sending to Ekron, V'daber Aleihem, and say to them, Hamibli ain't Elohim Yisrael. Are there no gods, real gods in Israel, you know, or um, uh, the presence of the Kaddish Baruchu? Atem hochim litrosh b'val zvuk, Elokei Ekron, that you've got to go all the way into Philistine territory to consult some ludicrous god that's in the shape of a fly. V'lachein ko'amar Hashem. And therefore, Elio instructs these uh, messengers. Uh, the bed you have now gotten into for your illness, you will not ever descend from it. Kimos tomos, you will die. And Eliyahu goes wherever he's going back to. His message delivered. By Yeshua Amlachim, so the Malachim come, and obviously they've come earlier than they were supposed to, they could have never made it there and back. And they come to Ahazyahu, Vayomer Aleihem, Mazeshaptem, why are you back so fast? Vayomer Elov Ish Olalekrasenu, a man came to meet us. Vayomer Elenu, and he said to us, Lahu Shuvu Ahamela, go back to your king, Ashashalachasem, who sent you, Vidibartem Elov, and say as follows, Koamar Hashem, thus says God, Hamibli Enelokim be Israel. Are there no presence? Is there no presence of the Kodesh Baruch Hu in Israel? Atosholeach, the Jews, the Balzbul, Elokei Ekron, that you're sending to consult with Balzbul. Lachain Hamita Asher Alisosham Loseirad Mimeno Kimoskomos. You're going to die in your sickbed. One question is: Wouldn't these Shulachim recognize that it was Eliyahu? Because they don't. The reason is that since his last assignment, which was on Har HaKarmel, nobody's seen him. So unless you were at Har HaKarmel in that contest with the Baals, these uh, messengers were not, you wouldn't know who Elio was by sight. So, Achazio's first question is, what did he look like? What was his demeanor, Asher Olalekrasa, that came to see you? And spoke to you in this manner. He was a man of, of, of hair, very hairy. And he had girded around his waist a belt of ram skin tightened around his waist. And says, That is Eliyahu. Why the belt? The belt, the Mephoshim tell us, was that he took the ram, the skin that was offered on the Akedah, the ram that Abraham offers, he took that and wore it as a belt, symbolizing that the compassion that the Kaddish Baruch should have on his children in Israel, just as he had at the Akedah. why do you think that Eliyahu has this kind of you know, this, this role that he has where he's, he's chastising the kings of Israel, he's letting them know 
that right. we are sinners, why not find a king or even himself rule Israel in, uh, in accordance with, uh, with Hashem instead of just you know, being mean, in the, sitting in the back bench and saying, you guys are not getting it right, well, you're going to die. Right? So they, they asked, and Farshim asked, well, where was Elisha? Yeah. That's his disciple, and that's the next prophet. Yeah. Why wasn't he accompanying him or even substituting him? They said Elisha was sent on something. He was still training. He was a Navi in training. And so Elio was commanded to go himself. So by Yishlap, so now Achazyahu does the thing, and just to show what he's done, he's going to send three delegations to Eliyahu of 50 people each. So let's follow how they perform. We know that the armies was divided into, you know, rules of 50, rules of 100. He sends one who commands a legion of 50 with all the 50 men. We said Elio retreats back to his splendid isolation on a mountaintop. And the guy says to him, the first head of the delegation of 50, he says, Ishael Kim, and don't be fooled by Ishael Kim as a title of reverence, man of God. It is said sarcastically and is said almost contemptuously. Hamelech Tiber Reda, King wants you, get down. Totally disrespectful, totally contemptuous, totally, um, you know, oblivious to Elio's status as a Nabi of Hashem. Vayan Elio, and Elio answers him, Vayitaber osar hachamishim, im ishelokimani, if I am truly a man of God, tered eishmin hashamayim, fire will come down from the skies, vatochal osla eschamishecha, swallow you and your 50 men, vatered eishmin hashamayim, vatochal osel eschamishecha, exactly like at Har Carmel, fire comes down, consumes his men, we should point out, this guy, went up. He doesn't even call to him from the bottom of the mountain. He just comes, invades his lair. And there is an inference. You don't come. It's not going to go well for you. So now by Yoshev, Achazyahu is not deterred. By Yishlach, Elav, He sends a second group of 50 troops with their leader. By Yamdi, Daberi, Elav, Yishelokim, Ko Amar HaMelech Mehera Reda. So the second group is a bit of an improvement, but again, not much. Unfortunately, say he stayed at the bottom, didn't invade the top of the mountain, and says, Yishelokim, with slightly more reverence, the king says, hurry, come on down uh, to see the king. So get, yep. this, is, this, like, this is my point. If this happened, right, the way it's presented, if you were the soldiers of Achazia, wouldn't you think we're following the wrong person? Yes. <laughs> I mean, not only that, don't go out on these um, errands. But remember, they do follow. They say, and remember, this is like scripted completely by the Kodesh Bar, every detail. So that you can't, I mean, you can question it, but you, you can't try to look for logic in it because this is the way the Kodesh Bar who acted. Now, by Yasha, again, a third delegation. By the 50 men, and this 
Third commander has totally altered the approach, obviously sincerely. By Yichra al-Bichra, he bows down, he prostrates himself before Elio, Leneged Elio. By Yishanin, a love, by Yedaber love, Ishelokim, and he means it reverently. Tikarno nafshi v'nefesh avodecha, elu chamishim be'necha. Have compassion on these 50 men that are with me. Fire came down. I recognize it, that what it's for, I understand it. Let's chamishayim and destroy their troops. Now he has a second request, not just to have compassion on his men, but hold my life with compassion in your eyes. Because if I come back, empty-handed, or they were all destroyed, I'm as good as dead. So, now, by Yedaber Malach Hashem after this much more reverent approach, raid or so, go down with him, Al-Tirami Ponot, do not be fearful, by Yokom, by Yerid, Oso El and he comes down to meet Ahaz And so the question is, does he need the Kaddish Baruch Hu to tell him it's okay to go? Shouldn't he understand that, yes, this is what's divinely inspired, I'm not afraid? The answer is, he was afraid, with very good reason to be afraid. He knows Izebel has had a target on his back for years, for over 20 years. He knows that Achazyahu would love to kill him. And so, yes, he will not move until the commandment of the Kaddish Baruch Hu directly. So, by Adabari love Koach Amar Hashem, Yana Shashalachto Malachim, Litrosh Babalsul, Elohei Akron, the third time that phrase appears, um, and it's reminiscent, by the way, at the Yamsuf, when the Egyptians are closing in on them, B'nai Yisrael says, Hamibliyin, Kvarim Yisrael, which is a very good example of, of almost sarcastic humor. What, there weren't enough graves in, in Egypt that we had to come out here to die? So he's saying again, Hamibliyin, um, legitimate, Godly advice, the God of B'nai Israel, that you have got to go to Balzvul in Ekron. Lachain, uh, therefore, again, the third time this phrase. Hamita asher alisa shon, lo sered mimeno kimos yomos, you will die. By yomos kidvar Hashem asher diber eliyahu, by yimlof yehorom tachtov. And he dies, Achazyahu, and he is succeeded by his Son Yehoram, Bishnashtayim Yehoram ben Yehoshaphat, not to be confused with Yehoram, the son of Yehoshaphat, Melech Yehuda. So we have, for the first time ever, um, King of Yehuda, King of Israel, with the same name. So ben Yehoshaphat, Melech Yehuda, Kiloha Yolabain. Achazyahu did not have sons. So who is this Yehoram? Says the Medrash, it's his brother. He had no sons. His brother co-rules with him. The Yesed Yivrei Achashyahu Asher Asah, Halo Hamak Suvim Al Sefer Yivrei Hayamim Lamacha Yisrael. Are they not written, the rest of the uh, deeds of Achashyahu, are they not written in Sefer Yivrei Hayamim Lamacha Yisrael? In fact, they may have been written, but we have lost 
that safer, so we will never know. But we do see Ahaziel was just a terrible, terrible king. The Rabbach says exceeded the worst of Ahav, which is a pretty uh, impressive accomplishment. We see also here, I wanted to add, that there are five times where Eliyahu, the Vav, is missing from Eliyahu. Uh, and Medrash tells us it was added on to Yaakov. Why? Because it is to assure Yaakov, it's like collateral to Yaakov, that Eliyahu, as this may be his last mission in, on earth, will lead eventually the Goel HaMashiach. He will announce the advent of the Mashiach, and Yaakov is praying by adding the above to his name that he will be, or his children will be within that miracle. And so we see that's why for five times it's missing, and now the next appearance should be with Biasko HaMashiach, and if you want to witness one of the most dramatic, miraculous um, events in Tanakh, 8.45 a.m. Monday, Eliyahu goes up to the heaven in a chariot of fire. Ad Pam.